you are listening to Bootleg Avocado, bringing you all discussions at the intersection of food, beverage, cannabis, and psychedelics. In this episode, we get a little bit more intimate with Valentine's Day just around the corner and bring you the hot topics around sex, chocolate, and cannabis. In partnership with Satori Confections, we put together an amazing panel, all led by the one and only Elise McDonough, brand manager of Satori Confections, Ashley Manta, the creator of The Canisexual, and Mary Jane Gibson, journalist and co-host of Weed and Grub. All right. Welcome, everyone. Um, This is our first event of 2021. Uh, This is Bootleg Avocado Presents Sex, Cannabis, and Chocolate. This is your virtual culinary and cannabis event series. It's a brand new year. So many awesome conversations um, that we're curating right now for the year. Um, And we've been very, very grateful to be connected with Satori Confections in this one in particular. Um, and get a conversation going on something that's very timely, but also very important. Um, obviously, we focus on things in the, in the food side of things and plant-based and cannabis and psychedelics, but sex is one of those things we don't really talk about that much, and we should. Um, and that's how we kind of really put together this, this amazing, amazing panel um, in conjunction with Satori Confections. Uh, a little bit about us. Um, with Bootleg Avocado, um, our work is grounded in leading collaboration, support, and global innovation in food, beverage, and cannabis. We believe in a culinary-first approach to creating socially responsible and sustainable food concepts. My name is Mar Rodriguez, and I am the co-host today, moderator, and owner of Bootleg Avocado. I come from the food space, natural food space as a chef, having worked in so many different restaurants and all that stuff, and now, uh, through Bootleg Avocado, we're a consultancy that helps support early stage um, plant-based startups, um, not just in the food world, but cannabis and psychedelics as well. So really excited to get things going. So let's go to the main event. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, this is Sex, Chocolate, and Cannabis. Um, this panel has been put together in conjunction with Satori Confections, um, particularly Elise McDonough. Um, she's going to be jumping on here in a second. Um, just a few housekeeping items. Uh, what I want to kind of um, really elaborate is this is going to be a very great conversation um, as far as really uh, talking about the intersection of food, um, sex, and cannabis through um, you know a lot of female strong um, experts in this realm. So please bring your questions. Um, please ask questions along the way. We're also going to be doing a few poll questions that'll pop on your, up your screen. So please um, uh, participate as much as you can in, in that realm. Okay, so let's get things going. Um, let's actually start with Ashley Manta. So let me actually go back here. Hey, Ashley, how are you tonight? You I am great. doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well. Thanks for being on this. Um, like I said, we're, we're trying to get Elise on here. Hopefully she'll, she'll jump on in a second. Um, but just give everyone a little bit of a background on, on the canisexual, um, where you kind of started with um, the, the idea of just kind of melding all these things together and some of the things that you're, you're really passionate about in this realm. 
Absolutely. So hi, everybody. Um, Ashley Manta, I'm a sex and relationship coach. Uh, hi, Elise. And oh, the, the creator of Canisexual. Uh, I'm also the author of the CBD solution, Sex. And I have been a sex educator for, what year is it? 14 years now. <laughs> and I got into sex and cannabis uh, sort of later in my sex ed career. I Back in 2014, 2015 is when I really started to meaningfully engage with the cannabis community. And it's because I found a product that actually allowed me to have pain-free penetrative sex. And that was something that had eluded me most of my life due to sexual trauma. And so when I found this product that contained THC that I could put on my vulva Ooh. and lead to, oh yeah, I'm all about props. I got, <laughs> I got internal clit. I got all sorts of stuff for us Man. to talk about. Um, so that was kind of a, an aha moment for me where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm looking around the realm of, of sex educators and I don't see anybody talking about sex and cannabis and especially doing it mindfully with, uh, you know, considerations around consent and also inclusivity of like queer bodies, fat bodies, disabled bodies, um, and just like really wanting to bring a lot of nuance to the conversation. And so I got into the industry and it's been so welcoming and, and such a joy and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, you are very aware very well known among the community that you know for for us we're kind of in that early stage and you guys are the ogs of things so once your your name pops around and we're, we're just like oh yeah ashley's gonna be on our on our show so this is great very excited thank you thank you thank you for being here um let's go to elise elise welcome welcome thanks so much for putting this together helping us um put this out there um i know we had this initial conversations past couple of days and everything but this is the main event. Tell us everything about, obviously you are one of those OGs in the cannabis industry and work in so many different mediums, not just you know the food side of things. So tell us a little bit about you and Satoric Infections. Sure, hi, yeah, my name is Elise McDonough. I'm the brand manager for Satori Confections, which is a Canacraft brand. Uh, so Canacraft is one of California's largest cannabis manufacturers. Um, so my background is in media and education and content creation. So I've written several cannabis cookbooks, including the High Times Official Cannabis Cookbook and the Bong Appetit Cookbook. So we really like to use the chocolate as like a fun ingredient uh, to make recipes and desserts at home. Um, I come from a you know culinary background, and I also just really enjoy the intersection of uh, cannabis, chocolate and sex and how it can enhance our lives and uh, make everything better. So that's what we're here to talk about. Awesome. Uh, we, I mean, I, I'd love to dive into a lot of the um, the things that Satori has put together and, and as far as the, the, the product lines and how you kind of really work through why you said, okay, let's let's do this chocolate, let's do this chocolate with the, the blueberry, the strawberry, like there's so many different sensory aspects of food that, you know, that's that's one of the things that I'm, interest me as well so yeah we like to say that um you know satori is food as experience um our tagline is savor this experience so we make chocolate covered bites uh chocolate covered almonds uh dried strawberries and blueberries that are all microdosed. and so yeah i like to think of it not only as a sensual experience when you're tasting the product but also you know how how it affects you and how it makes you feel um, can really heighten your sensuality and, and be very stimulating 
And I love the edibles high. It just makes you feel very cozy and very, you mm-hmm. know, wanting to be touched in, in many ways. Yeah, the, the the amount of like your extremities, how sensitive everything gets, it's it's phenomenal, phenomenal. So that's that's you know, um, all right. So let's bring on Mary Jane Gibson. Hey, Mary Jane. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of our chat last night. We you know we're in full swing in Clubhouse. We're trying to figure everything out and 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 fit in within that community because that community is so strong in, in in the cannabis side of things. I was surprised. Um, and you know, it's great to just kind of finally meet everyone face to face, uh, and not just voices. And, you know, we're, we're a lot more than voices, but it's, it's, it's great to kind of have you on. Um, just tell us a bit about, a bit about where kind of you fit in this whole thing. And also we didn't grow up. Like I, I saw y'all's podcast. I, I listened to it the other night. It was awesome. Um, a lot of insightful stuff. Uh, Mike is a, a great, great co-host as well. So. Thank you so much. And he was on Ashley's podcast this week. I believe it yes, dropped he was. Yeah. Yes, that was such a fun conversation. Amazing. I'm so excited to listen. Um, I came to, I sort of am the inverse of you, Ashley. I actually started writing about cannabis uh, in 2007 and then came to sort of the intersection of sex and cannabis after I moved to California and I started the podcast Weed and Grub with Mike Glazer. And we started meeting all of these wonderful people, the first of whom was, I think, Jamie Waxman, who's a friend of mine from Burning Man days. It was just oh like, oh my God. <laughs> so Jamie Watson is a, um, a licensed family counselor and therapist who is very sex positive. I don't think she calls herself a sex educator. She but- started out as a sex educator, but she is now a licensed therapist. So Jamie Waxman, uh, invited me to the ANME Expo where I was introduced to Buck Angel and I met Dr. Sadie and all these other people who were in the sex and cannabis sort of intersection community. And I was so excited because I had had the opportunity to explore so much through writing about cannabis and cannabis culture. And my interest always tended to the people on the fringes, the LGBTQ community, how they were being left out of the conversation as far as cannabis went, Um, you know, a lot of just the marginalized voices. And so starting to really explore that that new realm to me of sex and cannabis. It, it's just really neat to be here on this panel with you guys today and start talking about it because my very first piece as a writer um, about sex and cannabis was published in Playboy last year um, where I ate Satori edibles, fast acting edibles, and I interviewed Elise and um, just wrote about my experience as um, finding that fast acting edibles were great for a quickie. <laughs> So I now I'm I'm a writer. I have a podcast. I I love cannabis. I love sex. I love being here. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Mary Jane. So let's see if I can get everyone up here. Oh, maybe not actually. Um, let's start with you, Elise. Hold on. Let me see if I can. There we go. All right. Here we go, Elise. Um, well, thanks for, um, so give us a little bit of background on on kind of Satori and the brands behind it. Um, where, you, where do you kind of see the, the change of, of just cannabis brands in general, as far as the trajectory and, and even just kind of the trends, what people are putting out there? Where have you guys kind of pivoted in that realm or continued in, in, in that line? Well, Satori is a microdosed brand and the reasoning behind that is because we want people who are new to cannabis edibles to have a good experience with them. So I've been saying for 10 years, you know, 
you start low with a low dose and you go slow, which means that you have to wait for the product to fully take effect before you know how it's going to make you feel. Mm. And for traditional edibles, that can take up to two hours. So that involves some planning. You know, you have to like think about what you're going to do that night and structure your, your, structure your life around when your edibles are going to onset, you know? So we were thinking about how to solve that problem. And we came across the idea of the fast acting edibles. So that's what we've been doing now with our new Satori singles bars and the fast acting strawberries is we're using a uh, nano emulsifier to make the effects come on faster. And um, it's really great because it eliminates that, that time where you're waiting and you get impatient and a lot of people might, you know, because they're feeling impatient for the effects to come on, they eat a little bit more and then they mm -hmm. eat a little bit more. And so then, then two hours later, they're having an experience that's more than they bargained for. So um, that was a big reason why we decided to go with the fast acting because suppose you're watching a movie or you're trying to have a romantic evening, you can eat a little bit of the cannabis chocolate and see how it makes you feel. And then if you're not high enough, you can eat a little bit more. It just allows you to pace your experience in a more realistic way. Mm -hmm. And what about as far as the creation of, of the fast acting edibles, you know, especially when we're talking about, um, you know, if you're new to fast acting edibles, it, it might come on to you a little bit faster than, than normal. So how, again, the low and slow approach is, is, is great. How have, have you guys shaped that sort of um, technology so it, it doesn't kind of push you over that edge, I guess. Well, even though it comes on faster, you still want to start with a low dose. And like Mary Jane can speak to this, like how it hits you and how it feels. If you're nibbling on the uh, Satori strawberries in milk chocolate, each piece is three milligrams. So you can mm -hmm. have a little bit. And then if you want, you can have a little bit more and it just, um, you know, it doesn't take you away from what your plans are or what your activities are. Okay. Um, so let's, let's get right into Mary Jane then. So now, now I, I read the article in the, in the Playboy um, um, article as far as the, you know, how to actually use that fast acting edible to kind of really give you that experience. So um, what, paint us a picture, like how, how can we, you know, in, involve this in our repertoire, I guess. Well, I have to say, you know, one of the most wonderful things for me about moving to California was discovering the low-dose edible. I had never been comfortable with edibles, especially, you know, in a market where it wasn't um, labeled, you know, and it was always going to be a surprise. So I always was was a little concerned about, you know, having that experience of, you know, staring at the wall while the whole world moved around me. And the, when I moved to California and I discovered the low-dose edible, I started, you know, just using it as a sort of a daily incorporation into my like two milligrams in the morning, um, you know, sort of nature's plant medicine to take the edge off for the day. I, I was amazed by that. But then with the fast acting edibles, you know, and especially during the pandemic when, you know, everything, the stress levels are so high at all times. And when you really want to just have have a breath and have a moment you don't necessarily have the that activation window with edibles that you would in other times that sort of like two hours that you really need to have the full experience so having a three milligram strawberry or a five milligram bite of the fast acting chocolate and then within 15 to 20 minutes sort of knowing 
feeling that that warmth spreading through your body, sort of assessing your mental state and then being able to titrate that from that point, deciding maybe I want another three milligrams or maybe I'm feeling great where I am and I'm just gonna, you know, get in that shower and, and feel that water on my body or, you know, mm -hmm. sort of engage with my lover. It was just a really wonderful way to incorporate cannabis in a new way for me because I love smoking a joint with my lover. Uh, I love preparing an infused meal and taking all the time in the world. But I think right now, we, you know, the windows for pleasure are a little shorter and tighter. And so the fast acting edible was my my favorite discovery about the pandemic and, and sex. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So let's uh, let me actually just launch the first poll question, so people can actually start asking uh, answering that question. So let's pivot a little bit to um, just kind of like just confidence and empowerment, and you know, kind of the um, the, the liberation aspect of of what cannabis and even chocolate kind of brings to the table. So I don't know who wants to kind of jump in and, and talk a little bit about that. Well, I'd like to hand it off to Ashley because I think a really important aspect of this is if you're trying to blend cannabis and sex, you don't necessarily want to be too high. You just want to enhance mm. things slightly. I'm so glad that you said that, Elise. Yes. Um, I really encourage people to, especially when they're first starting out, to explore methods of consumption that are even non-intoxicating just to kind of start to get used to how cannabis feels with their body. So topicals, baths, things like that. But then I love the low dose edible option because like all of you, I was really struggling to find edibles that worked for me at my tolerance level early on. And two and a half, three milligrams is really just about perfect for just starting to feel more relaxed and present, um, kind of starting to quiet down those voices in our heads that, that are telling us the unnecessary musts and shoulds and the to-do list and the shame of society. Like I shouldn't be experiencing pleasure. There's so much going on in the world. I'm so stressed. It's wrong to want pleasure. You know, all of those voices get so loud and I find cannabis really helps kind of quiet them down a little bit. And especially, you know, the Satori edibles are just so delicious and also enjoyable. You kind of feed them to each other. It can be really like a sensual experience between you and a partner. And then you just, the fast acting is key. That, that two hour window is so long for most people. It's why overall, I don't recommend mixing edibles with sex that are long acting, uh, that take that full two hours because people mess it up real badly. And <laughs> unless you're like away for the weekend with a lover in a hotel and you have literally nothing else going on, like that's two hour onset plus four to six hour effects range. That's a big time commitment for most people. And so just having the power to sort of take your dose into your own hands and have it impact you more quickly helps you get into the moment faster. And I think that's a benefit for everybody. Awesome. Um, so what about kind of the, um, I guess, you know, how to, how to kind of set the mood and get everything going just for like a, a special night? You have your edibles. What are the other type of um, things in the background that should definitely set or be ready? Are we talking like toys, scents, other things that we can involve in this? D, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sensualist. I want candles, incense, music, lighting, soft fabrics, laundry put away. Mm -hmm all of those things, heat. <laughs> Laundry folded too. Laundry folded and put away, <laughs> like, yeah. What about you all? 
Yeah. I, I uh, am a huge proponent of having your snack game on lock early on and making sure that you have an assortment of all of the crunches and tangs and sweets and savories and salts that you may want to experience throughout, you know, what could be hours or, you know, maybe it's just like a, a hot shower and a cold pickle. I <laughs> just love the wonderment of, you know, like crunching into a cold apple and then handing a bite of that to your lover when you're feeling, you know, just a little bit elevated with the perfect edible. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of making your fridge um, like part of date night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you said the pickle last night. And I, in my threesome, basically. <laughs> you said the, the pickle comment last night and like, I could not get it out of my head. I'm like, pickles, huh? <laughs> All right, I actually made some pickles today, so just like, all right, it's Let's it try it out. Yeah, it can't be overstated how great the crunch of a cold pickle is after some hot sex. All right, that's that's great. Uh, what about you, Elise? Well, I really like to think of it in terms of almost a psychedelic experience. You know, you mm. want to think about your set and your setting, which is your mindset as well as your physical surroundings. And just like Ashley was saying, is like take it use this as an opportunity to step outside of your everyday life use some special lighting candles incense um, anything you can do to sort of transform your environment and make it more comfortable put all your screens away and then prepare to like sink into the experience you know you can start by taking a nice hot shower or a bath you know start with some massage maybe smoke a little bit or nibble on a little bit of an edible and just, you know, set yourself up for success and that you're going to be relaxed and then you're going to feel more like, you know, more sexual when you're relaxed. Like nobody really wants to be sexual when they're super stressed out or when they've just gotten home from a very busy day. You need that unwinding process first. Yeah. Awesome. So let's launch the next poll question for everyone um, while we take on our next uh, topic. So Lise, where do you want to take the conversation? Well, I would like to touch a little bit on why chocolate is traditionally associated with romance. Mm -hmm. And this is something that goes back to the 1800s. So in like the Victorian era, that's when Valentine's Day got started as more of like a marketing concept and that you would, you would give gifts and you would give Valentine's cards. Um, it was actually Cadbury who did the first heart-shaped box. Um, so... It goes back to that as, you know, as a holiday in the United States, but even prior to that, um, in the times of, you know, ancient civilizations and the Incas who use cacao in a lot of their ceremonies, um, it goes back to those associations, you know, chocolate and cacao have such a rich tradition and it's because of uh, the chemical components of the, the of the cacao uh, it contains theobromine, it contains tryptophan, it contains caffeine, and all of those things, when you combine it then with uh, sugar and you make a confectionery chocolate, and then when you add the THC, it really takes it up a notch. And in my mind, it just creates one of like the perfect edibles, like all of the synergistic effects of not only the ingredients of the chocolate, but also the cannabis just make it like a really nice experience, especially because that cocoa butter that's included in most chocolates, that's gonna help you feel the THC in your body 
And along with the sugar, you know, that helps you feel a bit higher, a bit faster. And that's why you see a lot of edibles are traditionally, you know, desserts. Ooh, awesome. And then how would, how, at least, how would you actually suggest someone setting up kind of their edible regimen? Like what are the different type of tool, tools in your toolbox you should do in like kind of the edible side of things? Well, definitely CBD. And um, I'm a big fan of the one-to-one ratio edible. So that just means that whatever the edible is, it contains an equal amount of THC and CBD. And for instance, we make these little blueberries that are chocolate-covered blueberries, and it's two milligrams of THC mm-hmm. and two milligrams of CBD. And I find that the CBD sort of takes the edge off of the THC high. It makes you feel a little bit more relaxed and just a little bit more mellow. Like if anybody's ever had too much THC, sometimes it can make you feel a little bit jittery, maybe a little bit paranoid. I find that the CBD really cuts through that and it makes it more approachable for people who are new to it. So I would say if you're setting up an edibles uh, regimen, definitely include CBD and definitely, you know, make it a little ritual like um, for yourself, you know, like a, a time mm. to practice self-love as well mm. every day. Yeah. Uh, we had a question come in just now. Um, what is the best strain or cultivar for, for sex? What are kind of the, the best ones that kind of use smoke or infuse and, you know, kind of take them, make the most of it? I mean, I love that Willie Nelson always says when someone asks him what his favorite weed is, he always says the one I'm smoking. It's, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's so dependent on, it's not even, a, you know, a strain or a phenotype or, you know, any of the things that you can get into. It's just like where you are and who you're with and how, how that plant came to you. Maybe that like, you know, kind of low potency homegrown hits you right one day. And then another day there's that super frosty hydro. That's, you know, I always just love it sort of being in the moment and who I'm with. That's a great, great response. What Mary about Jane, you, I'm so glad that you said that. Cause like I cringe a little bit inside when people ask me that question, because I've seen, you know, it asked in, in the general public and they're like, granddaddy purple. Like so people start giving like actual recommendations. I'm like, no, no, God, please don't. <laughs> uh, because here's the thing, there is no right answer. Like it's really, like you said, it's so dependent on what you're in the mood for that day. It's gonna vary from person to person. So what really works for me today may not work for me tomorrow and may definitely not work for you. And so it really comes down to the cannabinoid and terpene profiles and and just like where you're at, what your metabolism is like, your tolerance, your body chemistry, and even just like what you ate that day. And so I really encourage people if they're curious, how do I figure it out? Well, you get to masturbate. That's that's the kind of fun homework for you as you're all watching this. If you want to figure out how a particular product hits you, try it on a given day, masturbate, and then write down what happens. Because I don't know about y'all, but short-term memory and me and cannabis, whew, it's not a good scene. I can't remember <laughs> what I ate for lunch yesterday. <laughs> also, cannot overstate the importance of having water nearby mm. anytime mm. you're consuming cannabis, especially if you're going to be bridging that into to sexy times. Like my lover and I take water breaks frequently during our interactions. Yeah, I got it. Can we dive into more about um, just self-love and like masturbation? What what are the techniques that you've taught other people? And I know you've done so many talks and everything else. What What's kind of your, your, uh, your 101, I guess, for that? Masturbation 101, well, (laughs) thanks for asking. Um, 
So the first thing that you need to know, uh, if you are someone who happens to have one of these, a vulva, is that the clit is not just what you see here. This is just the tip. So it actually has legs. And the legs are, of course, like as I'm holding it, I dropped my clitoral legs. I dropped them on the floor. <laughs> oh, please. Okay, we're good. This is, this is real time, folks. So the clit actually looks like this. And so this little part, that's the tip that you see on the outside. And then the rest of this is all internal. And so a lot of the mistakes that people make, especially people who have clits or people who play with people who have clits, is they just focus on this one little spot. And that would be like only focusing on the head of the penis the whole time and completely ignoring the rest. Ouch. So I really encourage you to like get down in between the inner and outer labia and like squeeze and stroke and explore and see what happens when you add cannabis to that. Also, best piece of advice, um, this is from my mentor, Betty Dodson, who just passed away this past October uh, at 91 years old, who's known as the grandmother of masturbation, lube, 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 lube. I cannot overstate the importance of lube. Don't touch any genitals with dry hands. It's just not polite. <laughs> that's true. I love that's, that. a, that's a great point, especially because when you're smoking cannabis, you know, it dries you out. It gives you cotton mouth. That's not just your mouth right? everywhere, you know? So you definitely, you, you need all the lube for sure. And that's a, another good thing about edibles is that they don't quite give you a cotton mouth like smoking cannabis does. We had a, just had a question come in. Um, how can men benefit from cannabis in the bedroom? What's, what are the tips there? Anyone can take that one. Less is more. <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, estrogen is a THC modulator. Um, so people with penises often don't have quite as much estrogen, but it's really easy to overconsume with with penis owners. Uh, Dr. Jordan Tischler talks about this a lot. So like less is more. You you don't want to have, you know, cannabis cock. So <laughs> so like just go slow. Um, in terms of topicals, not super effective on penises, uh, but they're great for anal suppositories and that can be really sensitizing for the prostate. So two mm -hmm. thumbs up there. Also just the general shame that everyone feels. I think, you know, ingestible cannabis, uh, intoxicating cannabis can help quiet those voices down. Right. And what about you? I, I think you mentioned lube. Any good lube brands that you guys recommend uh, for either women or men? I really like uh, Dr. Sadie Allison's CBD lube. It's called Go Love CBD. And there are so many others out there. My other favorite, I would say, is the Quim line of products. Quim was founded by um, two uh, people with vaginas, and they designed their line for people who have vaginas and people who love people who have vaginas. So it's incredibly inclusive, super dynamic, and they have everything from latex safe products to intimate oils and an eye cream for your vagina called Happy Clam Oil, which I can't recommend enough. So there's all sorts of good stuff coming from Quim. All right, so let's, uh, let's launch our next poll question. Uh, Elise, where do you wanna shift this conversation to? Um, I think we should hear a little bit more about um, 
ways to successfully combine cannabis and sex. I mean, there's so many different ways to, to use it and to apply it. I love the idea of layering. So it's like you're using a cannabis topical. You also might smoke a little bit or have a little bit of an edible. Um, do any of our panelists have any like successful strategies for like ways that they like to combine different cannabis delivery formats? I, I can just say from personal relatively recent experience that giving myself an entire day um, and then having all of the different options throughout the day was one of the greatest gifts that I've given to myself. So it was like, you know, Lotos edible can be any time in the day for me. I, I usually smoke at night, uh, heavier doses of edibles at night, tinctures, topicals, baths, all that. Like if you give yourself sort of like that day where you say to myself, you, you say, I'm going to incorporate cannabis into my routine and invite my lover to enjoy me while I do it. Hopefully enjoy cannabis with me as well then, you know, I, I mean, I, I feel so fortunate to live in Los Angeles where I have all of these options. So, you know, if, you, if you're in a place where you only have access to one type of cannabis, just, you know, enjoy that. But I would say like, give, give yourself permission to enjoy it in all the different ways, including just cuddling. I mean, that's a huge part for me of lovemaking um, or just feeling connected to someone, uh, just lying next to them, feeling perfectly, in sync and harmonized by you know our breath and by the week that we just shared so give yourself time to snuggle too <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great um let's talk about orgasms so why do women have so many more orgasms on, on cannabis than than men and like what, what's kind of the whole uh what's happening there i guess is that a thing I think women have more orgasms than men on cannabis. <laughs> um, from experience, I'm saying so. Maybe that's an overstatement, but so I definitely I try to encourage people to not have orgasm as the goal of any sexual or erotic interaction. Like I find that the more we get hung up on orgasm as the focus, the more elusive it becomes. It's that can be very challenging for some folks. Like I like chase the pleasure and let the orgasm happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I find that cannabis really helps you notice pleasure a lot more readily. It also decreases, you know, painful sensations and, and to sort of piggyback off of, of Mary Jane's really brilliant idea of like how to spend a day. Uh, I like to have a, a conversation prior to consuming, especially with a partner so that we can kind of co-create a game plan. Uh, I've started calling them like having an erotic huddle where we, we come together and we're like, all right, here's, here's what we we want to do here's what we want to consume like what activities are kind of on the menu what are we really feeling like like making together tonight you know do we want it to be more making out or more orally focused or more hand focused or you know do we want to keep it like pg-13 do we want to do like really experimental things and and then okay how much are we going to consume and and what is that what are we hoping that that's going to do for us mm -hmm. and also the the key part of the erotic huddle when you're talking about sex and cannabis is how to know if you've overconsumed and how you want to be taken care of in that case. That's great. Um, what about the, so how do you kind of get your partner ready for all these things? Let's say you have a partner that's not that open to everything. What's, what's kind of the, uh, the way to kind of usher her him into that whole uh, environment, I guess. Four simple words. I have an idea. 
<laughs> it is such an open-ended, amazing icebreaker because the the natural response to that is, what's your idea? And all of a sudden you're having a conversation. Awesome. I like that so much. And also the idea, you know, because it's it's a little bit loaded, like the idea of introducing someone to anything new when it comes to a substance and consuming a substance that's going to elevate or alter their consciousness in any way. And the responsibility that comes along with that is huge. So just inviting someone to say, I have an idea for you to experience this with me. And of course, you know, now we, we know that cannabis is obviously a plant that is a beneficial Plant and there's no need to really worry about it. But also there are effects that people can experience that make them uncomfortable when they when they're ingesting cannabis, you know, and it's it's a it's a very as Elise says, you know, if you go low and you go slow, set and setting and responsibly sort of, you know, just setting it up for success to say if you if you do feel yourself being uncomfortable, here's here's a plan for when if and when that happens as well. And I think that's key. Okay. So let's launch our last uh, poll here. Um, Elise, what are the other things we should jump in and, and chat about? Um, this hour is flying by, so I want to make sure we're getting it all in there. Well, I do think it's good to cover, you know, what can you do if you start feeling uncomfortably high? You know, this is something that happens fairly often. It's a question that I get a lot. And so beyond um, using CBD products along with your THC, if you find yourself getting uncomfortably high from THC, obviously... You want to drink a lot of water. You want to just kind of quiet down and relax. Um, some people recommend that you can chew on or smell a fresh ground uh, black pepper. And there's terpenes in there that can help um, curtail an overwhelming uh, THC high. As well as um, simple things like sipping a little bit of orange juice. Um, that'll help bring your blood sugar back up so that you start feeling a little bit better. And a lot of times if you really are, you know, just too high and you don't want to engage or do any activities, just find a really nice movie that you've already watched before and that you like, and then um, just kind of sink into that and allow yourself to relax and explore um, the fact that, you know, difficult is not always bad. And that's another idea that comes from the psychedelic movement is that even if you have an experience with THC that can be difficult or make you feel uncomfortable, there's still potentially things that you can learn from that. So just kind of go with the flow and talk with your partner and you might uncover some things that, um, that ultimately will help you um, heal and grow as a human being. On that note, I will say anecdotally, I, I did a dab uh, recently. I'm not a dabber. I am a low tolerance person, but you know, I, I just couldn't resist and I did a dab and I ended up um, watching Booksmart Highly recommend. Great movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I was trying to text my my partner at the time. I was like, I want I want to send a text just to say what great. And I wasn't able to text. And I was like, well, what a lesson. <laughs> like you're actually not able to pick up a screen to tell someone else who's not here about what's happening to you. <laughs> Maybe you should take that as a moment from the plant to be like, yeah, just pay attention to what's happening. And I was like, I can apply that in a lot of ways in my life. It was a good moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I know there's there's a lot of people that are kind of um, on this webinar and, and some of them come from the food world, some of them come from the cannabis world and, and everything else and very few kind of come from both. Um, so I think I wanna dive into each of y'all's kind of background. What got you kind of in the industry? How, how can someone who 
comes from another industry come into this one and kind of make it their own, just like I think you all did at, at some point. And then let's say someone wants to be like a sex expert or someone wants to get into edibles. What's kind of also a way of getting in their, their foot in the door in this? Yeah, let's start with Ashley. I know you've had quite a journey. <laughs> I have had quite a journey. Um, so my first cannabis event was the Cannabis World Congress and Business Expo in fall 2015. And I had started following cannabis brands on Instagram and one of them was Women Grow and they were offering a scholarship to go to the expo. And it's harder now with COVID, but in some ways it's easier because there's more virtual events. So I would say like the first step is start going to virtual events, get on Clubhouse, the whole freaking cannabis industry is on Clubhouse now, which is awesome. And, and start making connections with people because I will tell you unequivocally that my relationships are the most valuable business asset that I have. And the only reason I am where I am today is because of the relationships that I've built over the last six or seven years. And so getting to know the people who are doing the things that you're passionate about and, and really like honoring and respecting where they've been, like do your research, don't ask them questions that you could have easily Googled, like respect their time, offer to pay them for their time, like set up a consultation with someone who is an expert in their field. You know, don't just slide into my Instagram DMs and be like, how do I become a sex educator just like you? I'm like, uh, do you have 14 years? Like <laughs> it took me a lot of time and money to get to where I am and, yeah. and I wanna help people and, and I wanna encourage people, but I also like want people to, to do the kind of bootstrapping work that I did and that I'm sure that we all did and so, get to know people and and hire coaches and hire experts who are doing those things that you want to do. Right. I, I think people always overlook the, the, the time and the, the time and commitment it takes for anyone to start anything new and, and get to know someone and, and grow their network. It's not going to work overnight. And I think there's a misconception that happens in which as states become legal that overnight they'll become kind of, all right, I'm gonna launch my edible brand. I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be successful and all those things. There's so many other layers to this that it's that a lot of people really, really overlook that it is it is not just you jumping into new industry, but also understanding the business side of things, understanding the connections and the culture behind the relationships that you need to establish in order for you at least to get one foot on the ground, not, let alone two. So I think that's that's one of the things I, I for for us is what we're experiencing is, is all those things. Like it, it does take time to kind of get there. So, um, what about you, Mary Jane? What's, what was your kind of trajectory like in your, your device, I guess, for this? I got so lucky. I met a bunch of people at a party that I really liked. And that happened to be, um, Elise and, and a bunch of people who worked at high times. I, I met the then managing editor of high times at a party in New York. I just moved there and I was working as an actor and, um, I met all of these wonderful folks who did cool shit together all the time. And, uh, that was wonderful. So it was sort of getting to know a bunch of people who were involved in making this amazing magazine and publication um, just from the outside as, as sort of an observer. And then ultimately I ended up starting uh, as a copy editor and then working my way up to being a writer. And uh, it was a really neat experience to have my background as a writer and performer, then transition into covering cannabis culture and then you know sort of dovetailing the two experiences when I moved to California and I met Mike Glazer, who is a comedian and performer. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect way for this new chapter of my life as a writer about cannabis culture to dovetail with the entertainment portion of my life. 
And so we created Weed and Grub. And that's that's honestly been my trajectory has just been finding my people and creating things with those people. And also I really do think valuing your elders, that institutional legacy knowledge, never discounting someone because you don't agree with, you know, what they're wearing or, you know, necessarily the message that you're just projecting onto them, but really sitting down with someone who has been in the movement for, you know, 40 or 50 years. I mean, we have a huge, huge, huge well of knowledge to draw on from people and saying, you know, share your story um, in, in whatever way. So I think that uh, I've just gotten really lucky by meeting great people and, and continuing to hear and tell other people's stories while, while learning about all of the amazing aspects of the industry. Well said, Mary Jane. What about you, Elise? Well, I mean, it's awesome now because it's this cannabis renaissance going on out there in the world. And when I first started out, you know, out of college, I also got very lucky and I got my job at High Times right out of college in 2002. And, you know, there weren't very many legal cannabis gigs that you could have at that time. And now it's just everywhere, um, especially if you're in a state where it's been legalized. So for people who want to get into the industry, it is truly a golden age. Um, if you're interested in something like edibles, you know, I always recommend that people start in the mainstream world of food and hospitality. Um, I know that hospitality has taken a hit with our current situation and it's, it's, um, you know, very dire for a lot of people who are running restaurants and uh, working in hotels and all of those kind of things. But I really think that cannabis is going to be a big part of the resurgence of when we start being able to um, do business and socialize like we always could before. I think cannabis is going to be a big part of getting the hospitality industry back on track when we can have more consumption lounges, have cannabis integrated into more restaurant experiences. So for people who want to get involved, I would say... You know, if you want to bake weed cakes, just start out by baking cakes. <laughs> you know, and learn everything you can about baking cakes. And then adding the weed to it, you know, isn't going to be as daunting. Um, and then you know if that's really what you want to do all the time. Because that's one thing that I think everyone on this panel will agree with, is that when you start getting into the cannabis industry, it is like you are living, breathing cannabis all day, every day. Especially if you're starting your own business. Like... Make sure that you're in it for the long haul because it does require persistence mm -hmm. and you, you want to make sure that it's something that you still love. You, you know, you're always going to be building on your relationship with the plant and that should be what's motivating you to be involved. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely not a get rich quick thing, like no matter what people tell you on Clubhouse or anywhere else, <laughs> um, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, it, it's crazy how um, there's so many conversations happening at Clubhouse, and it, it, there is a lot of that stuff too. It, it just it seems way too, like it just the, the way it's being promoted, the way it's being talked about. It seems a lot overly promoted and, and very misleading. Um, so, at least what at least you, you mentioned the hospitality industry. How are you guys involving people who kind of have either lost their jobs? I mean, there's a lot of talent out there for chefs poor people that are looking to get into this industry. How are y'all kind of bridging that gap or even reaching out or supporting? Yeah, what we've been doing with the brand um, is just enlisting all of my contacts who are chefs, who were previously running underground cannabis supper clubs, 
um, anybody who's been affected or who's been out of work, I've been inviting them to come and make content with us, um, do some recipes, do some photos, you know, just something to um, occupy some time and uh, create a little bit of activity and, and, and earn some money doing that kind of stuff. So I've definitely leaned hard on my friends in the cannabis culinary movement to create recipes not only for Satori, but other Canacraft brands like um, Hi-Fi Hops and Care by Design. Um, the recipe content has been doing really well, especially since people are cooking so much at home um, during the pandemic. Awesome. So Ashley, for you, since we're talking about pandemic, how has this, um, have you been able to actually maximize your time and also your education prowess into the industry? So what, what have you guys been focusing on more than, more than anything? And it's been working actually. Um, so it's been really cool to, to pivot and, and to get comfortable doing new things. I really like presenting live because I tend to do best when I can feed off of and read the energy of my audience. I, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like stand-up comedy. Like you read the room and, and you see what works and what comments land and what jokes land, and then you kind of alter your trajectory accordingly. And it's so much harder to do that virtually. So that was a, a learning edge for me early on. Um, but I already saw all of my coaching clients online and so that was very easy to just continue that. And I started offering online intensives. Um, so not just like the online classes that I offer that are kind of self-paced, but um, sessions where I just did a six week sex magic course called Activating Your Cosmic Pussy. <laughs> and weaving plant medicine into that, especially cannabis and, and having weekly Zoom calls and then having kind of a community on Discord. And that's been so cool. Like. I had two five figure months in the last three months. And like, that's never happened before in my life or in my business. So like, this has worked out awesome for me. Amazing. I'm very grateful. I feel very lucky. Awesome. What about you, Mary Jean? I know that the podcast is doing well and you and Mike are, are kind of blazing a trail there. Um, what, what, I guess, what, what were your pivots, I guess, for the past year? Oh my gosh. Just, uh, Honestly, just being flexible. I think, you know, a, a life in the theater and then in, in the cannabis world has made me very flexible. I can put my metaphorical legs behind my head, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm down to do whatever it is that I need to do in order to make something that I believe in. And that's involved developing some recipes with Mike. Um, we've had a great time making, we have a, a recipe actually this week coming out with our Satori Valentine's Day shortbread cookies that we had a wonderful time making. Ooh. And, you know, we've also figured out a way to continue to put out the podcast weekly and also um, make some other cool stuff. So it's just been really, you know, I'm lucky that I quarantined with Mike. So we were able to just, you know, keep going, even though it, it really seemed impossible at times. I feel I feel very lucky. So I don't know that I've done anything other than like believe in myself super hard to get me through this time and um and feel fortunate in in connecting with people who are inside and outside the cannabis industry you know being creative in a in a flexible and positive way you know they're like i'm not about the grind and the hustle right now mm -hmm. i'm about the i'm about the restorative open-hearted what what fills you up what fills your picture so you can pour a little out kind of stuff mm -hmm. right now you think it actually forced you to kind of take a 
take a breath and like enjoy things a little bit more? Like what, what, what are things that you've done now that you're, you're going to keep within like your daily life that you learn from this? I have, um, when I make my schedule, I learned that I really need to schedule my week. Otherwise I'm at a loss because I think with, you know, the, the stay at home orders, I, I just didn't know when to stop one thing and start another, or, you know, when to sleep and when to, when to turn over into sort of like, Oh, now is the time where I'm doing this other thing. And so I now enforce an entire 36 to if possible, 48 hours off for myself over the weekend, which will involve eating some, you know, chocolate and watching Game of Thrones, which I'm new to, by the way, it's I'm just discovering these things. So I, I would say just like scheduling that time off and then incorporating cannabis into your time off for maximum relaxation. I know most people already do it, but I'm, I'm, yeah, putting that message out there even more right now. Awesome. Okay. So let's transition real quick. Uh, I just want to give everyone a little bit of preview of our upcoming uh, event coming up. So let me actually see how I, I do this here. Um, so we're, next month, we're going to be doing a uh, another webinar. We're going to be actually diving into uh, the new states and navigating kind of the, the green rush, if you will. Um, so this is going to be a great conversation around, um, you know, as states really come online and everything else, what are the different pillars that you kind of want to know about and understand? Um, so this is a partner with uh, Rosen Group PR. Uh, we're going to be talking about with Amy Margolis kind of on a legal end of things, uh, Raquel on the manufacturing and the production end of things. This is where that kind of the edibles and, and all that stuff really come through. And Chris Walsh uh, from Terra Vera. So this is awesome, awesome conversation that we put together. Um, that's going to be next month, uh, March 9th, Tuesday, same time, same place. Um, and you guys can actually register there as we kind of close this out. So let's see here. Uh, let me go back to the camera. All right, so, oh, there we go. That's how we got everyone on. Um, all right, so usually towards the end of the each of our webinars, everyone kind of says their their piece and their, and their final comments that they wanna kind of leave with for the audience. Um, so you guys can think about that. Um, you know, for us, we've been very grateful to meet a lot of different people in different sectors of the cannabis industry and the food industry. And this is just another awesome, awesome conversation and segment on the small, small world of those things. So this impact, you know, will will definitely be seen by a lot of people. And this conversation will be heard by a lot of people um, as we kind of grow our network on, on our end. So we're very grateful to have you within our network and we're going to help to promote y'all with whatever happens. So please stay in touch with us. Um, I'm sure Elise will be in, will be in touch regardless of, of any of this. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to give you guys, you know, your own, you know, one or two minutes to kind of say, you know, your final words to the audience. Who wants to start? Uh, how about Mary Jane can start? Oh. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Um, this has been wonderful. Uh, what it's bringing to mind right now that I would just love to share is that, you know, cannabis as a plant is a connector and that um, as we move toward, you know, hopefully federal legalization relatively soon, the conversation is going to be um, taken over by uh, corporations. And we need to, as as a community of people who love the plant, stay connected 
and you know just enjoy it on the level of it being you know a, a, a wonderful plant medicine and not some sort of commodity that's you know going to be traded and you know this profitable thing. So I just really encourage everyone to, you know, check out your local shops, check out your, you know, if you have your ability to uh, like grow your own, you know, keep it small, keep it local. Uh, I definitely support any local initiatives that are going on on a legalization front. You know, if you're, especially if you're in a state that doesn't have legal cannabis yet, join whatever, you know, groups you have at, uh, you know, a state level, definitely become a member of NORML, the National Organization for the Pro Reform of Marijuana Laws. Stay abreast of what's going on. The conversation gets pulled away from us and then taken into the halls of power and 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 changed very quickly. And then all of a sudden you're you're stuck with a law that you didn't want. So just stay, stay, um, stay involved. And if you want to check out the podcast, Weed and Grub comes out every Wednesday. We have a great time. Mike Glazer is a wonderful co-host and very funny person. And um, and I am delighted to be on this panel with you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Mary Jane. Thanks. Ashley, you want to go next? Yes. I, Mary Jane, that was so beautifully said. Thank you for all of that. Um, and to kind of piggyback on that slightly, remember that cannabis is a social justice issue. And there are a lot of black and brown folks in jail um, because of this plant, because of the way that the government has very racially biased and 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 criminalize this plant. So make sure that as you're getting into the industry or just consuming it, that you're being mindful of activism and writing to your elected representatives and making sure that people are getting out of jail and getting their records expunged because that's really important work if you're gonna be engaging with the plant. Um, and on a more personal note, don't be afraid to redefine your relationship with the plant on an ongoing basis. Like last summer, quarantine, the pandemic, everything like really kind of got to me and I started getting panic attacks and THC was making them worse. And so I had to cut way back on my THC consumption. I was dabbing every day. I was doing 50 milligrams of edibles and now I'm down to two and a half milligrams of THC and edibles. And I'm doing super high CBD, like a couple hundred milligrams at a time of CBD and just like the slightest traces of THC and a lot of topicals and a lot of bath products and a lot of, of those kinds of things. So I've had to radically redefine my relationship and that was hard for me at first, but like, I love this plant and I love what it does. And so if that means that I have to engage with it differently than I'm willing to. And I encourage you to, to do that kind of rigorous self-inquiry on a regular basis. And mm -hmm. if this is useful for you, you can find me on Instagram at Canisexual. My podcast is called Elevated Intimacy. I did just have Mike Glazer on and it was such a fucking fantastic conversation. Like we ended up talking for 50 minutes and typically my episodes are half an hour. So if that gives you any indication. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Awesome. Thank you, Ashley. Hey, Mary Jane, real quick, can you give us a little bit, a quick little background on Mike real quick? Because I, I know we mentioned and people kind of want to know. So I just want to make sure he gets his, his two seconds. Absolutely. Mike is a great follow on Instagram at Glazer Boo Hoo Hoo. He is an Emmy nominated comedian and writer who's written for HBO and uh, many other places that he went. He was a, you know, a cannabis content creator way before I met him and he's done nothing but cool stuff since. And um, he's a great follow and a really cool person. Awesome, and that's, that's the best part of it. Um, all right, thank you, Mary Jane. All right, Elise, bring us home. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that I love following Mike on Twitter. He always makes me laugh. Uh, he, has, he has great tweets. Um, but yeah, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Mary Jane, for joining us tonight. Um, it's really great to um, 
talk about these issues and just encourage people, you know, to love themselves more and to use cannabis as a tool for connection, for intimacy, for getting to know yourself better, and um, hopefully to evolve our society into a new and different state once we reemerge from this situation. You know, I'm really hopeful that um, cannabis can help people connect with their neighbors and their families and friends in, and in different ways. And um, I would highly recommend that everybody checks out uh, Mary Jane's article in Playboy called Fast Acting Edibles Are Perfect for a Quickie. It's, uh, it'll make you blush. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. Um, and then Ashley also came out with a book recently all about CBD and sex. So go get her book. Check it out. It's great. And um, yeah, if you're looking for recipes, if you want to learn more about the cannabis chocolate, how to make a beautiful Valentine's Day dessert at home for yourself and your lover, go to satorichocolates.com. Check out our recipes for molten lava cake, all kinds of different stuff. We've got hot chocolate bombs up there today. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of fun with the recipes and we love teaching people how to use the chocolate to create delicious decadent desserts at home. And yeah, come find us on Clubhouse. Come find us on Instagram. Uh, I am uh, Cannabis Edibles 420 on Instagram if you have any questions about making edibles. Or you can find us at uh, Satori Chocolates on Instagram. And yeah, Clubhouse is a really fun, interesting new way to connect. So I'm on there too um, as Elise McD 420. So um, yeah, enjoy yourselves and enjoy cannabis and uh, use it responsibly. Awesome. Thanks so much, Elise. Thanks, Mary Jane, Ashley, everyone, everyone, everyone. Uh, very grateful. Uh, hopefully one day we'll meet each other. That's always how I end my webinars because it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. And hopefully we can hug each other and, and be very happy together and, you know, talk about everything that's happened up to that point, which has been very, um, I think everyone should be very uh, grateful for how, what they have now and how that's changed their lives. More than anything else so um if we could smoke around that that's even better so um i appreciate y'all love you all thank you so much for this time i know you all are busy and very very true professionals in the cannabis industry so thank you very much thanks for everyone who's been here uh please follow us at bootleg avocado we're all over youtube instagram facebook and all those great things twitter uh we'll also be on clubhouse uh moderating a few panels there with um our newly uh, uh I guess, acquainted friends that we've got here. So I appreciate you all. Thanks very much. Have a good night, everyone. Be safe. Be well. Love each other. Love yourself. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everyone.